Can y'all hear me fine? Ooh, Lord Jesus. Y'all know I need my extra set of eyes right quick. Oh, Heavenly Father, once again, we come to you in prayer to say thank you for the opportunity to come to your house and praise you, Lord. At the same time, Lord, move me out of the way and what you want said to your people. Let it be said, Lord. Let them hear you, not me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm going to start out. It's not up here right now. John 15, verses 1 through 8. The vine and the branches. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be, it will does even more fruitful. It will be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and in him, I will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. My Father's glory, confession, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is so my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. That was God's word. And he said throughout this little scripture, this text, remain in me. You can't do this by yourself. The title of today's message is Joy. If we take the word joy and just look at the letters, remain in me as I remain in you. Jesus over yourself. Jesus over yesterday. What you did yesterday may not have been pleasing to God, but he restores you with joy. Jesus over yourself. Jesus over yesterday. If you go with Jesus over yourself, it's not up here. Psalm 1611. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at your right hand. Go back to the other one. I said Jesus over your yesterday. Psalms 23, 3. He restores my soul. He guides me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Jesus over yourself. Jesus over yesterday. Remain in him as he remains in you, and your joy will be complete. 
continue on in John 15, 9-11. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands and remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in love, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. That your joy may be complete. Watch this. Oh, I got to stop saying that. Somebody said I say watch this too much. Don't let this go over your head. Listen to this. Every time they speak about this one scripture, they talk about tithing and everything. They always talk about, they think talking about money. But think about this. Let's change the perspective a little bit and let's go with a farmer. Did he not say the father was a gardener? He's pruning branches off the fruit that's remained in him so it can be produce more fruit. If I turn around and I plant a seed in you, like the father always planting seeds in you, somebody planted a seed. Hold up, let me go back. This is how I want to do this. How many of you had, when you were growing up, someone always walked up to you and asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Somebody said, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a police officer. I want to be a football player, a basketball player. How many of you actually lived out that seed that was planted in you? Is there some nurses in here? There's some doctors in here? There's some teachers in here? There's some professors in here? Those seeds were planted in you. At the same time, when I say this, you got to look at this. Nothing, I can't open up a business tomorrow and say I'm in business. I have to grow that business. If I'm having a seed planted in me that I want to open up a business, I got to go in, I got to apply for a license, I got to apply for a tax title, I got to apply for this, I got to apply Then I got to get the people to come in to grow my business, to actually say I have a business. God's planting seeds of joy in each and every last one of you every day. But the point is, when he started pruning, if you're not using those seeds that he plant in you, that joy is going to be thrown into the fire and burnt away because that branch is not in the vine. Why are we wasting our time letting the devil steal our joy every day by not staying into the spirit of Jesus? Planting a seed. The fruit of the spirit is joy. Joy does not come automatically, but it is experienced only as we remain in growing personal relationships with Christ. Remember how I said the next one, please? It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Next, please. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart, excuse me, misspelled, your heart to give, not reluctantly of, or under compulsion, of, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, let's go back a little bit to the first one. He says, whoever, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. As I go on, we're going to continue. It's gonna, you're going to see what I'm talking about. But the key word I want you to understand is whoever. If I'm focused on my relationship, my joy with God, I'm focused on him. I'm not focused on what Daphne's doing. I'm not focused on what Pastor Ron's doing or First Lady Tammy or Drayson's doing. Okay? Because they might not, and you're not, just use an example, 
they may not be of Christ, but they got the big house, the big cars, fancy clothes, living the life. And I'm sitting there like, why am I over here struggling for joy? And he's living the life of joy. I can't question that. Key word, whoever. Because trust me, if it's not of God, it won't last long. It will not last long. It will be in the fire. So I'm focused on building my relationship with Jesus. I'm focused on keeping my joy complete by staying in the vine with him. I can't focus on what's going on with Ron, what's going on with the past, what's going on with Drake's. I got to focus on me and my relationship. Think about this. If you have a boyfriend, girlfriend that starts out and they are boyfriend and girlfriend, in their relationship, what's working for them is great. But I go over there and look and see Ron, I'm like, oh, maybe I start doing the same things Ron doing. Maybe my relationship, but I'd probably bring what Ron did over into my relationship. It ain't working. Because what Tammy's doing for Ron, Rochelle ain't doing for me. I can promise you. Okay? You got to understand, you got to focus on you and your relationship with Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. At the same time, joy does not come automatically, but it's experienced only when we remain in a growing personal relationship with Christ. Whoever sows sparingly, reaps sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. At the same time, when I say this, sow it before you see it. If I have no money, what can I offer God? What can you offer God? You can offer him a lot. Thank you. You can offer him a lot. Think about this. Is there not a teacher in here? Can you not offer your talent to a child that needs help? If you're a police officer, can you not offer your talent to help someone when they need it, or an ambulance driver, or a doctor? You have talents. If you're a musician, do you not bring music and joy to people's hearts? That's a talent that you're praising God's people with. You're praising him. He's liking that cheerful joy that you're bringing to each and every member of the church, of the public. Joy does not come automatically, but is experienced only as we remain in the growing personal relationship with Christ. I'm a little bit behind here, but oh, here we go. Remember I said we're going to change the perspective of just hiding with the with tides. We're going to keep it into as look at like the talent that you give is a joy. The talent that you have as a magician, a teacher, you're sowing before you see it. When I say sow it before you see it, look at it like this. How many times there's products in here right now are living off of what someone else sowed? Someone took the time to teach you to be a professor, a teacher, a pastor, a truck driver, a nurse, Someone took that time to sow into before they could see what was going to come out of it. I'll give you a better example. Y'all know my story, but y'all don't know my story because you only know what I told you. But I wasn't the greatest child growing up. But at the same time, somebody sowed prayer, somebody sowed time, somebody sowed special words into their relationship with God 
for me. So when I was in my dark places, somebody was still sowing a prayer, a blessing, a miracle. Lord, he does not know what he's doing. I'm praying for him to bring him out of that dark place, that dark valley. Even though I'm in the, I'm in the valley, but guess what? He's there with me. I just don't see him. I'm not connected to him. I'm that branch that's sitting there just, hey, I'm about to be in the fire. But somebody's praying for me to connect me back to the vine. How many people know about a little uh, rowing where they can take a branch or a tree and something like that, and it's like it done broke off, but they replant it, and it grows because they put it back into the vine. The same thing with you. He can put you back into the vine and regrow because, remember, joy over yourself joy over yesterday. Jesus, correction, Jesus. Sow it before you see it. When I say I how do you say it? Okay. I grew up in a house. I didn't have central heating and air. I had a furnace in the house for heat. I had a little window unit in the window that was in that one room if I wanted to cool off. But somebody was praying and sowing to the point where now they say, Lord, what I'm going through right now, help my child seek better, be better. I'm not saying I'm where they want me to be, but they were sowing it before they saw it. And I'm sitting in a house with central heating and air. I can walk in any room and have air, but I can't do none of it without the blessing of God because I remain in the vine of him. Because if I was still in that dark place, sowing sparingly, I don't get this. I'm in a struggle. I'm in a dark place. You're in a struggle. You're in a dark place. Sow it before you see it. Ephesians 4.27 basically says, stop letting the devil steal your joy. Stop letting the devil steal your joy. Because think of it this way, if I am of God and I got a relationship with God and all of a sudden someone comes in with that devil spirit, he's got a foot in the door. All he needs to get a foot to get a crack in. And the more hate that comes my way, the more sinful things that come my way, now he's got a hip in. Now he's got a shoulder in. He's working his way in because I am not in the vine. You can tell if he's pushing that door open, I'm not in. Because trust me, if you're going through something and you are truly in a relationship with God and you pray, devil, be out of here. Devil, you got to go. I'm all for Jesus. That door will close. Your space will be in the joy of Jesus because he said remain in him. In his presence, your joy will be complete. Oh, this is a good one. I need an example right here. Oh, come here, young lady. Right there. Yep. I know you don't want to come, but come on up here. Sow it before you see it. I want to use a good example right quick. I'm going to see how good we are here. I don't know how that's going to work out, but I'm going to try. I was told, y'all know I like to put the wife in this stuff, right? But I was told not to put her in this. <laughs> so I had to pick somebody else. All right. Can you put that next slide up, please? Can you go up a couple? I missed one. Go up. 
I'll come back to it. Go up, I mean, down one last. A little bit more. I'll come back to this. I just missed something. I got excited. Right here. Thank you. Here we have, stand right here in front. Y'all can see that, right? It's a check. And this check says, Bank of Jesus, because I don't have this kind of money. Here's a million dollars right here. A million dollars. All I want you to do is tell me what would you do if you got 60 seconds to tell me what you would do with a million dollars. Give and invest. Give and invest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything a good one? Y'all like that? Okay. So we're going to give her $10 million. Now you got 10 times of what you want to do. Keep giving and investing. Keep giving and investing. Okay. But there's a catch. If I put your name on this check and I sign it and you take it from the bank of Jesus right now, you can't wake up tomorrow. Hold on. <laughs> you said it. If bank of Jesus, okay. I sign your name to this check, $10 million, I sign it, but you can't wake up tomorrow. You see what I'm If I'm going to be with Jesus. Huh? I'm going to be with Jesus. <laughs> Oh, um, no. No? Thank you. I want to show you this. Now, watch this. What you're telling me, the joy of life, waking up tomorrow is more important than $10 million in the presence of Jesus. You see what I'm saying? Waking up with Jesus in the morning with another day to praise and worship God is more important than $10 million. So why every morning when he touches you and wake you up, it's, oh, I got to get up. Oh, I got to go deal with this person. Oh, I got to go to school. Where's the joy for God in at that? If, 10, if waking up in the morning is more important than $10 million, thank you. Where is the joy in life to praise and worship God? Every day is not going to be perfect. That's why he says, Jesus over yesterday. If waking up is more important than $10 million, you should jump up every morning. He touches you and say, thank you, Jesus. Because somewhere, somewhere, somebody's alarm clock is going off and they are not moving. They either called home where he says, well done, faithful servant. Or he says, away from me because I don't know you because you didn't know me. I want to hear the first part. You should want to hear the first part. Ten million dollars. Everything I put up here is always a catch to it. It's always going to be a catch. Can we go back, please? So I can back up because I got a little excited about that part right there. Sow it before you see it. Sow it before you see it. $10 million. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. Go to that next one, please. If I have seven hours of screen time versus seven hours of sewing, not sewing, knitting type sewing, sewing into God. If I spend seven hours, which I can do, in front of a TV and watch football or some type of sport, that's selfish. That's for me. If Tammy sits in front of her phone 
sowing seven hours into his screen time, that's selfish. That's for her. If Tracy spends seven hours in front of a computer screen at work, that's for her job. But if we each spend seven hours of sowing into a relationship with God, us, the joy that could be in this community, in this church, in this earth, if everybody was sowing some time into Jesus, remain in me as I remain in you and your joy will be complete. Go to the next one, please. If you had $86,400 and someone stole $60, would you throw it away? Throw away $86,340 for revenge or move on in life? Move on. Move on. Watch the next one. Each of you have 86,400 seconds every day. Don't let the devil's negative 60 seconds ruin the remaining 86,340 seconds of your day. The devil's going to come. He's going to constantly mess with you on the daily. But the point is, don't give the devil a foothold. Stay in Jesus and the joy will be complete. It's date night. Me and the wife go out to grab something to eat. We walk to this nice restaurant, and all of a sudden, the ambiance is nice, and the music's nice, and we go, and the waiter comes up. I mean, the hostess comes up. They seat us down at the table. We're sitting. We're enjoying life. We're talking about church. We're talking about the job. We're talking about, you know, what's going on in the world. Just having a good time. The waiter walks up and says, you like to take your order. The waiter orders. We order our food. We're good. All of a sudden, about five, ten minutes later, Tammy and Ron walks in the restaurant. Tammy and Ron goes to sit down at the table. Tammy and Ron sit down. The waiter comes up, order their food and everything. Ten, fifteen minutes go by. All of a sudden, the waiter comes out with food. I'm on a tray and everything. I'm like, oh, we're about to eat. Y'all know me. I love to eat, okay? My mom always say, any man at work deserves to eat, so I love to eat. So I see the food coming out. He sets the tray down, and he turns and started handing food to Tammy and Ron. Started handing drinks to Tammy and Ron. I know I'm not the only one in here that's thinking, we got a problem. <laughs> see, that's the devil right there. So now I see my waiter. I call the waiter over. I said, wait, we were in here before them. We ordered before them. How are they eating before us? See, what had happened was right there. If you got kids, when they start up with see what happened was, you stop listening to what he said and start thinking about what I'm about to tell this child. Because you already know it ain't what you want to hear. So that answer wasn't good enough. So now the manager comes out, and the manager goes and says, hey, can I talk to you? So he asked the manager the exact same question. Guess what the manager said? He said what they ordered was ordinary. What y'all ordered was special. So Jesus is going to take the time to put special in what you requested, your prayer, your blessings, right? Special, ordinary, hey, that's McDonald's or Burger King. That's the standard. Special requires, a hey, lamb, duck. I mean, you know, you're getting a special order. Stop letting the devil steal your joy because right then, that devil stole 60 seconds from me just by him putting a plate, a tray down in front of Ron and Tammy and not me, and I'm hungry. Stop letting the devil steal your joy. Next one, please. 
Oh, we already passed that one, but I got a little excited on that one. All right, this is a good one. We got a room full of balloons. Y'all know I don't have money like that, so I couldn't fill this sanctuary up with a room full of balloons. But we're going to use our imagination right now. This room is full of balloons. Each and every last one of you have a marker. What I want you to do is write your name on that, mark, on that balloon. At the same time, I want you to write down a blessing that you want to ask God for, a miracle, you know, a prayer that you want to send to God. And once you get done, we're good, okay? I want you to set that balloon down on the ground in the midst of the rest of the balloon. But remember how I said the, the devil is busy? There's always a catch. The kids that are in the back are going to come in here and walk around and kick them balloons all over the place. But in order for you, after 60 seconds, I'm going to give you five minutes to find your balloon. To get your blessing, your miracle, the prayer that you want to go to God. Five minutes. I guarantee you in five minutes you will not find your balloon to receive your blessing, your miracle, your prayer that you went to God. But because God is a forgiving God... And he wants to bless you because you're giving so much to him when you sow before you see it. Watch this. Oh, I forgot. Don't let this go over your head. Listen to this. I got to stop saying this. If I take them same balloons and let the kids go around and kick them all around again, and I turn around and say, okay, stop. I'm going to say, Drayson, pick up a balloon, find a name that's on that balloon, and give it to that person. He just blessed the person that asked that prayer. If I ask Ron to get, pick a balloon, find a name, and bless someone. See, I'm sowing it before I see it because I'm bringing joy to Drayson. Drayson's bringing joy to Ron. See what I'm saying? At the same time, somebody's going to pick up your balloon and bring you your blessing, your prayer, your miracle that you requested. See how much joy would be in the world if we all work that way? If we sow it before we see it? If I'm helping you get your blessing, God sees the cheerful giver in me, and you, at the same time, he's going to bless me. But he's going to bless you with even more because he sees your heart. He sees what you're doing with the seed, the talent that he's given you. Every time God gives you something, share it. Share it. Because somebody took the time to say, I see something in you where you can stand in front of people and speak. Remember I said, whoo, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? That was me. Vaughn was by himself. Tammy was in there too, same thing. Pastor, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but the joy that it brings. Each time I get up here, I'm nervous. But at the same time, when I get done, I feel so good. You can have the same joy because I'm doing something not for me. It's for God. I'm trying to bring joy into your life like he's bringing joy into mine. I'm trying to tell you where I came from out of this dark place, this dark valley, this dark room with dark thoughts. And somebody was sowing for me to bring me out of that because God saw me in that dark spot. He was with me the whole time. I just didn't see him because I wasn't connected to him. But at the same time, he pulls me out and puts me in the light. I see his light. His living water is pouring over my heart at all times to the point where I'm taking my talent and reaching back to help someone else out of that dark space. See, I'm sowing because someone blessed me, so now I'm trying to bless somebody else. So much joy could pop up in the world if we were just like that.
necessary. Sow it before you see it. Joy. I need something, and I don't have, oh, yes, I do. You don't mind if I use this right quick? Here we have a bottle of water. If I go to Sam's or Costco's, whichever your choice is, and I get this bottle of water, it's one dollar. If I go to the supermarket, it's a dollar twenty-five. If I go to a bar, it's two dollars. If I go to the airport, it's five dollars. The only thing that changed was the location. The bottle of water is the same. The only thing that changed was the location. Think of it this way. If you are that bottle of water and you are in God, all he's trying to say is you want to be in the presence. So who sees the most value in you? Who sees the most value in you? Jesus. Who sees the most value in you? Your Christian brothers and sisters. If you're in a spot where they don't see the value in you, who has to move themselves from that circle and get out of that situation and get into a situation where they see the most value in you? You can have so much joy in your life if you go, I said this before, but remember how I said when you go out there and you clean your house and you put the trash out to the curb and all of a sudden the Herbie Kirby man comes and picks up your trash and takes it off? Not one time do you think about that trash. But at the same time when God come clean his house out and throw that trash out, what's the first thing you do? Oh, he didn't mean it. Oh, she didn't mean that. You go get the trash and bring it back. Why? He cleaned it out for a reason. You're not supposed to be there. He's trying to clean your house out to bring joy into your life, and you're throwing it away because you go right back to the trash and bring it back. At the same time, when you go to your job and someone has got that devilish spirit and it's bothering you on the daily, he cleaned it out. He moves you from that position. Now he's got you somewhere else. But guess what? You're still thinking about that person. And they ain't in no way in your presence. That's the devil. You're sitting there, what are they saying? What are they, what are they saying over there about me? Are they still talking about me? No. Are they still putting my slander in my name? I mean, you just you gotta move past that. God is moving you into a different position. He's trying to get you to focus on him, not worry about what's going on over here. Joy. Joy, joy, joy. Remain in me as I remain in the Father. At the same time. Your joy will be complete. And before I close this, I want to say one thing. You remember how I said when the wife and I went to a restaurant and the waiter came out and offered this and that, and the devil stole my joy for 60 seconds? At the same time, my meal finally came out. It was awesome. It was special. God took the time because of the special request I did and made everything perfect. It wasn't ordinary. It's something I, when you pray for something, you might say, be specific in what you pray for. Because you might, not, you might get what you prayed for, but it's not what you actually prayed for. Like they had one joke where the girl said, God, send me a man. I'm ready to be a wife. The man showed, oh, not him. That wasn't what she, she, he said a man. She didn't specify what type of man. God sent her a man. You see what I'm saying? Be specific in what you prayed for. Here's the one thing I want you to listen to. 
as that waiter is, if, oh, I got to get this right. I want to say it right. I don't want to mess this part up. Bear with me. If you are waiting on God, be a waiter. Serve. Don't let that go over your head. If you are waiting on God, patience. Be a waiter. Serve. And when you serve and he sees the joy that you are bringing to the next person and the next person, he's going to bless you with so much joy. So much joy because now he's going to give you so much. It's going to be an abundance of joy, an abundance of talent, an abundance of prayers, blessings that you just got to keep giving and giving and giving. And the more you give, think about this. When the pastor got up here and spoke his words. Look at what he did by blessing us. Look what came out of it. First Lady Tammy, Pastor Ron, myself, Pastor George, Pastor Grayson. You see what I'm saying? He sold it forward because he was sowing and blessing God. Look how much joy. He brought joy to Grayson Hart. He brought joy to Tammy. He brought joy to Ron. The other is the George Christian here too now. Okay, There's two of them here. And he's trying to bring joy into everyone's life. Stop letting the devil steal your joy. Remain in him as he remain in you and your joy will be complete. Sow it before you see it. Don't sit there and say, okay, Lord, I don't see my blessing. I've been asking for this for a minute. I don't see my miracle. I don't see what I'm asking for. Where's your work at? What are you doing? What are you doing for me to bring me joy, to bring me glory, glorify my name, and I will put you in a place where you have so much joy that you cannot stand it. That's a good, I cannot stand it. Oh, Heavenly Father, once again, I come to you in prayer and say thank you for another 86,400 seconds for another day to praise and worship you. I'm asking you, Lord, to help me, help us. Not let the devil take 60 seconds from me every day and ruin the rest of my 86,340 seconds of the day. At the same time, Lord, if we take the time to continue to bless others, we will start receiving our blessings. So much joy will be in the world if I take the time, if they take the time to bless someone else, and then someone else comes with our blessing. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.